welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. We are so excited to be talking about As the Crow Flies episode eight, which is the last episode of this season, potentially of the show. We don't know, but hopefully not. And I have so many opinions and so many feelings, and I'm sure everybody else does too. So I'm very excited to talk about it. I am not drinking any tea, but I did just have some uh, cider, which was pretty good. I have half a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> the way you leaned it to send you that, I was sure you were going to say something exciting. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's nice. I do miss cider. I don't. I don't drink much cider here because it's not very common. But good drink. It was pineapple. It was really good. Oh, is it? Was it from Austin East Ciders? Yeah. Not to not yeah. to throw no out a free brand ads. name. <laughs> no free ads. Austin beep beep beep. <laughs> <laughs> Any tea, Sophia? Are you gonna carry the team this week? No tea. No tea, and I'm scared because I'm like. 80% sure that the building right next to mine is haunted so I'm scared and I'm facing it right now. Oh. oh no. So you're drinking fear. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that tea scares ghosts away so. Oh there you go. Good. If not Sophia you can start a spinoff of this podcast <laughs> about your paranormal adventures. <laughs> oh god. Well, first you'd have to create a Turkish Netflix show about your experiences with paranormal <laughs> adventures, and then we could podcast about it. And then we could podcast, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of topical because it's the abandoned Bulgarian embassy. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Topical in that you had great fear on your trip to Bulgaria, which started topical. in Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> topical in that Bulgaria got stuck anchor. in a crypt. <laughs> oh, God. God. <laughs> well it's topical because it connects to her other paranormal adventures (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay all right so now i'm going to take us through what happened in this episode i will try to keep my takes to a minimum until we reach the gossip section but i fear it will be impossible but yeah, here we go. also you can only control yourself. You can't control what we're doing. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Actually, I think I can mute you. Oh no. <laughs> but I would never. Free speech for everyone. Um okay. So we start off with Asla, I guess, feels bad about like potentially murdering Lale and is like kneeling on the floor next to her. And Yusuf walks in, totally unexplained why Yusuf walks in, but we'll get to that. Yusuf tells Asla to get the hell out. He nurses Lale back to health in the space of like half an hour. And (laughs) she decides that she doesn't want to make this public and she's going to hide it, not just from the press, but also from her family. Uh, So that's an odd choice. And... Yusuf then cleans up the evidence and it was a what looked to me like a statue of Jason and the Nemean lion so that's oh. our Medea talk was I I did not like 
register that at all wow look at yeah, that look at that we were I like in our history section yeah oh okay that jason then that jason that yeah well Wait, i guess that, it's anything I, lion related yeah, yeah there's a lot of line memorabilia lion in that house <laughs> where is the tyler perry memorabilia <laughs> that's in a closet that's not out of the living room <laughs> but i i think they did mention or there's like a hint of why yusuf is there and i think it's because he's there to apologize for being boosh boosh yeah that's oh okay yeah yeah there was like a, a quick mention of that but overall it was just mostly convenient mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay, then yeah, Lale lies to her family about it. Her daughter like severely injures her foot on a piece of glass that Yusuf wasn't able to clean up. And Lale's like, I don't know how that could have gotten there. And uh, yeah, almost passes out on the way up the stairs. Things are going great. Nobody then, really cares though. It doesn't like, doesn't really register as much. No, shock, nobody it seems cares. Like. <laughs> They're like, what a nice scarf you have wrapped around your face for no apparent reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they don't notice that her hands are like purple anyway um then we have a shot of goo looking sinister and we get some narration which you know we love that yeah. um goo is a lion who's not a leader and therefore she's the most dangerous kind although Seems to me she is the leader because she's like the CEO of this network, but okay. also seems to me that this narrator just comes up with new theories about lions and birds depending on the scene. Like yes. none of them are consistent with each other. Somehow <laughs> it seems to me that also, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and Goo decides she wants to meet with Asla, and she's like, Asla, tell me why you deserve to be the next news anchor, which is like, oh my god, no. <clears throat> then she tells Asla, like, go and do your thing, girl, which is terrifying. And so Asla goes to see Muge, which we've been predicting for a while now. And turns out Muge has decided to fulfill the uh, scorned woman caricature of this show and turn completely evil. And so yep. she calls a, I guess, like an early morning meeting it's still dark out yeah. but like the show must finish really late at night so it's very confusing they come in from wherever they are at home though and so she says they're gonna make a fake news story for the broadcast i don't know why she and couldn't like, just hmm? i was just saying and it's not like a little like fluff piece it's like for once about like the government <laughs> and politics <laughs> for the first time it's like <laughs> and the government's going to collapse yeah <laughs> which was yeah. really a shocking ending to the news story <laughs> But I have a, like a question about this, like, if Gül is on board, why do they need to do a coup? Like, who cares? They just, like, don't make Kenan well, and his key cards work and it's over. Well, I think, well, Gül, like, she said to Asla that nothing's ever her fault. She wants to be able to wash her hands clean of everything. So, like, it would look like it's the newscast, the head, kind of the top journalist's failure although like to, in my mind everything is your fault good because you're in charge in charge in charge like at the buck does literally stop at you um my other thought maybe i mean her idea sorry to skip ahead a bit her idea doesn't like come to fruition here but maybe what she wanted to do was uh back 
um, Nale and Kenan into a corner more and say, look, no one will take you after you did a horrible job and read out this fake news um, without verifying. So take this incredibly low offer I'm going to give you um, to basically keep feeding your family. Well, not in Kenan's case, but in Nale's case, keep feeding your family. But I mean, we don't, thankfully we don't get that far in the scheme. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good point though. There, there was a much simpler way to do this. Yes. Um, so then uh, they're like, the journalists are like, this is a coup. What the fuck, Muge? And Muge says, this is not unethical. This is a battle we're fighting she says for that so many times. <laughs> oh, she also uses a word in Turkish, emekçi, which like is associated with like literally... I don't know how they translate it in English, but like the like truly like blue collar, like like the worker workers of the world unite kind of shit. Uh-huh, like it's very, uh-huh. it's like a very, you know, down in the trenches working kind of kind of vibe to that word. And she uses it while like she's Muke and I'm like, okay, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Very in tune for us recording this on Labor Day. Yeah. Yes, good point. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Only Muge, Muge doesn't qualify. Celebrates in September. We're like one yes. of very few. Due to not being communist. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have it on May 1st. <laughs> um, okay, back to the recap. So <laughs> the troops say, uh, I don't care about doing the fake news story. That's fine. But I don't want to do this to Lale. And then Muge like threatens them, like, oh, I'm going to fire you. And um, I just want to say this in reference to Labor Day again, this is where collective bargaining becomes very important. And instead they break like little wimps and like half of them (laughs) leave and half of them stay. And it's really stupid. Um, And there's only four people left. So... Let's see. Then uh, Asla comes into the room like the conquering hero and is like, now it's my plan. And then we have an Asla flashback for five yeah, seconds. For five and seconds. It's literally just she's mean to her mom and she enjoys watching Lale on TV as a child. She doesn't she doesn't accept an offering of fruit from her mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um then Goo like works to keep Kanan away from the news meeting, so she's clearly in on it. And Lale seems like she's buying the news story and the story about the flu that Muge feeds her to explain why half of her team is not there. Also, and... her phone had to be taken away for an app update that oh, was right. just going to take all day and all night. <laughs> right, with her new assistant that was assigned to her by Muge. Yeah. Kenan is the only one who realizes that Lale is like two seconds away from passing out, from being like concussed and everything. But she won't tell him what's wrong, and she does make up to hide everything. Kenan sees that Asla's in the office, and he's like, something is up. And we get the narrator saying that a lion should see its own demise, and if it doesn't, then the fall will be really ugly. So, like, thanks, narrator. We already got the stakes. Thank you so much. <laughs> um... Then we see Lale does the broadcast. And I, at this point, I was like, oh, shit. And she does the whole thing. I, I was hoping she was going to pass out just to, like, save her career. I, I was know. like, <laughs> that would be better than you reading this out. <laughs> yeah. Um, she does the whole thing, which I feel like was 
whatever we'll discuss and goo looks very happy also starts you know tweeting out from her million accounts that it's fake and so does muge and then um we start to get flashbacks of lale figuring it out which is awesome and she used the security guard's phone to phone a contact and this is what happens when you're actually a good journalist is that you would second check with your sources and so Lale's like, everything I just said was a lie, dear audience. And then <laughs> Kanan also was, I guess, a part of the save. So he gets that credit. Uh, Muge and Gu start freaking out and try to stop the broadcast. But everyone, luckily, all of the camera people are loyal to Lale, even though not all of her journalists are. And uh, Lale announces that it will be her last show. She does a slow-mo walkout while crying very prettily and everyone applauds her. And then um, the people in the street are also like applauding her and super happy. And like, I was surprised they didn't break into song and dance. <laughs> and there's people <laughs> applauding her outside of her house. And uh, again, the easiest house in the world to approach. Right. There's just so much access to it. <laughs> people just walked there. And yeah. then, um, we get Lale waking up in her bed. She cuddles the cat. That was cute and puts her awards away, takes out her swimsuit, goes and joins her family by the pool, really weird pool. And um, then we see that Asla is in charge now. She does not have the respect that Lale commanded because nobody pays attention to her. And then she feels a chill, like a hunter in the woods is watching her. And it's the new class of interns who all are just as hungry as she was. And now she's on top. The end. So now we're going to move on into our gossip slash banter slash spilling the non-existent tea section. But also there's there's one part before the end where Muge and Gül are having a conversation and they're like, what do you think of the new girl? And oh, she's yeah. like, oh, whatever. She's whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll just have a bunch of new girls and figure it out. Hmm. Which... Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah. So um. What are your guys' overall feelings on like how they wrapped up the show? Mm. Honestly, I think on one hand, like definitely Lale was not satisfied with that ending, even though like she can spend time with her family and like it seems like she can sleep and mm -hmm. like be a normal person. But I feel like she's not gonna stay that way forever because when you've been like a workaholic for however many years, you're just not gonna wake up the next day and then on the other hand we know like there's been like foreshadowing that Asla is like terribly ill-prepared to have this role because a she's not a journalist mm. B, she like hates herself which Lale like literally told her to her face and C, I mean she has no connections no anything so I feel like no support network because even Lale had John yeah. and Muge and she has no one, literally. And then Muge's transformation this episode was kind of disgusting because, like, she was so over everything for such a long time. And she takes, like, so much relish in turning on, like, one of her most, like, lifelong friends that just seems, like, really disturbing to me. 
yeah I was satisfied overall like I like that it ended in a place where they could do a second season which I would assume would be like similar to what Sophia said Lale, like new beginnings like I don't think I mean I hope they wouldn't completely write her out as like being retired I, I would think that she would be maybe I don't know doing something independently or like at a different network um although I do think that she's kind of over the network thing that's kind of the vibe I got was that like again with the drowning dream and the I don't know the misery of of like Kenan being like the uber controlling producer um like maybe she wouldn't go for a network she would maybe want to do something independently um which actually several high profile journalists in turkey have done they've just like started their own youtube channels after like leaving a network and just like provide their takes in that way and then have their they still have their sources in ankara and stuff so they can still like give interesting new information um so maybe she would do something like that and then asla is just going to clearly have a heck of a time getting anyone to give her the time of day which is hilarious because she was so visibly unhappy um which was the, one of the one of the best rewards although the, the part of the episode that didn't satisfy me was the complete lack of any consequences for Asla. um that was like like why like like Yusuf should have just called an ambulance first of all like that's so that was so dangerous um, and also irresponsible for Nadit to hide it because like girl if you die you've got two children and a husband and like other people who depend on you um, so that was I was disappointed in her for not trying to address that potential health risk um, but yeah overall I was pretty satisfied with the episode I continue to have my ongoing dissatisfaction with lack of Asla backstory but that's at this point beating a dead horse <laughs> yeah I think I think I mean I'm still quite disappointed that there was no reveal of everything that Asla's done because it was so twisted and crazy yeah but like not, not a widespread sure. understanding yeah I'm not sure that Gud would still want to work with her knowing that she's that crazy because like evidently yeah. I mean it just goes beyond what anyone I think would want to work with um but at the same time, I kind of understand because Lale is going to look like crap in any scenario where she's like bringing down this girl just because so many chips are in place, like her having slept with Kanan and like, yeah. you know, everything that Asla always said to her, like you're old Lale, ancient Lale, and I'm like young and, you know, I'm hip and I know everything and whatever. Um so I kind of understand it in that sense, but I don't understand why she would hide that from her husband or like from Kinnan. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I um I liked the episode. I really liked the setup for next season of like Osla V, all the young competitors. I think that could be really fun. Um, I did not like that the solution to Lale being happy was quitting her job and just like being in the house. You know, yeah. I don't yeah, love that. Um, and I don't love the Muge and Gul turns here where they just became like caricatures of evil. <laughs> um, but it was a fun episode and it was a good ending. So like, I think that's more than we've gotten from a lot of these shows. True. I think, I think good for, I mean, just to bounce off of what you just said Sammy I think good for me was believable because she's I mean she's been two-faced kind of through the whole yes, season yeah 
Mugia was pretty extreme. Like they did, to their credit, they did hint at her dissatisfaction for what one episode before? Oh, for, for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. But like it was pretty extreme to go from like being passively, like like I think Sophia said over it to then being like actively willing to destroy, but maybe she didn't get a read on good like good being such an opportunist and wanting or like a shark quite frankly um and maybe as soon as she heard from us that good was backing her that i think that's that's what we're supposed to think is that that's what gave her what she needed but it was still i would have i think more hints would have been good that you know muga had that potential (laughs) well and honestly like i don't understand what she has to gain because she already is like at the highest I mean, except for Kanan. And, and, and they're not going to put her on camera. Like, that's what she no. wants. She's not going to get that because Gouda was one of the ones who was like, you don't you don't got it. So, like, she's not going to change her mind about that. Just, like, revenge. But then, like, her job becomes less, um, less prominent because they have this idiot girl being the newscaster as opposed to a respected journalist. So, yeah. and they've, they've been outed on air for providing fake news. So, like... Yeah, I mean, the show can't be doing great after that, I would hope. Right, I'm surprised that they didn't, like, just change the name of it or, like, completely do away with the format. Like, that seems to be what the right call would have been, especially since Dada was so intertwined with the branding. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I was yeah. mad at the interns for not calling Dada in the dead of the night, though, to tell her. Like, why did you... I understand why they wait till the morning, kind of, because, like... I don't know, they're maybe intimidated by her and don't want to wake her up because she's the boss, but like that's that is worthy of waking someone up. Go to her house. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that everyone can go to. Come on, <laughs> call her husband, go to his restaurant, yeah. go to the child's school. I don't know. Yeah. You there's a way to get the message to her. Yeah. Call yeah. Kanan. Kanan probably had his phone all day. Yes. Yes. Kanan didn't go to one meeting and suddenly like was completely out of the loop. Like, okay, right. <laughs> except he remember last episode he didn't show up to work or the previous one so yeah i think people were getting the impression that he was also over it Mm. and he probably would be rude about it i mean definitely but like yeah that's like his personality yeah (laughs) these uh these journalists wannabes are just not very smart i think because they they don't got it they don't got the they don't they don't got it they don't have perseverance yeah it's true they don't know about collective bargaining. They don't know about anything. But I was still surprised that they went and looked to try to get in touch with her. Because, like, the threat was pretty bad. Like, it's like, you're never going to get a job in this industry if you reach out to Lale. And, I mean, a bunch of them did. Like, every single one that didn't show up did. Well, yeah, it's kind of it was kind of a dumb threat for them to make because... Like, as soon as they tell Nada, then Nada was going to prevent the coup. And then that would mean the end of, like, Muge, at least, her and Asa's Also, Muge, like, barely has the power to fire people. Like, if people realized that she had fired six of their ten journalists, people would be like, Muge, what the fuck? They wouldn't be like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Very, very ill-executed, thankfully thankfully yeah that meant that it could like make one phone call and cause the whole thing to unravel but I think Sammy you were gonna mention in your recap and then you just you know pushed it out to this part of the 
of, of our episode, but I think you were getting to the point of like, why did Nada read all the fake news out? Yes. Yeah, I, I I think just in this age of like editing and like clipping things, like that could still that that would still make its way around hundred percent and confuse people. Yeah, as Sophia would say, plot reasons. Yes, <laughs> it was yeah, very dramatic. I, I, she left her journalistic ethic behind um, for her ego in a certain respect. True. Because it well, I don't know. I actually think it would be better if she just stood up and said like. I have this written down, but this is not what I'm going to say because I know it's fake news right, or, right, or whatever. Right, right. Maybe just like give a high level, like I have some news about the government that I know to not be true and it was a setup. That's it. Yeah, you don't say the actual news. Then all these crazy people on the internet will be like, oh, that was the real news. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I love how they sound. <laughs> That's how they talk on the internet. <laughs> um, but I don't know if that would have made it so that Gül and Muge could more easily like ha- like intercept the broadcast in some way. If she just done it short. Yeah. Like they yeah. could have taken her off air really easily or something. I don't know. It It's confusing. It is very confusing. And Honestly, it's kind of sad that Gül is like willing to go to those lengths. Like, yeah, she's like she, ruining her own reputation in a way. If she really wanted to wash her hands, she should she should just like let the shit show happen and then pretend like she had nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then yeah. she could just choose whatever new anchor she wanted because mm-hmm. then Asla would be out of the picture, Lale would be out of the picture, so then she can just do whatever. Yeah, I thought she was just gonna. I mean, my again, like if the, the little hypothetical plan that I had in my head as I was watching of her using the disastrous broadcast to back that into a corner, I also thought that that would mean Muge and Asa were gonna get fired as the scapegoats for the the coup attempt. Um, because get there. I mean, clearly you don't want like two rats like that on your ship, but um. Yeah, thankfully we didn't get to see <laughs> how that would have played out. But also, like, Muge waited too long. Like, now she's kind of... It's been a few years in her career, and it's not going to be easy yeah. to, for her to find a place elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And she, like, broke her lifelong friendships. And, yeah, basically... Yeah, she's done, definitely. I mean, I guess she still has a job at the net at this network, but like, yeah, she can't go anywhere else either, which gives good all the cards. Although I don't know how many cards good has <laughs> either. He needs to have a ton, I think, because like, there's no way she's gonna solve this. Like, she's gonna get out of this intact with how it all went on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I don't know, like I. Either I needed a little bit more, like, Asla can do this job and cares about journalism, or, like, maybe they could have set it in a different field mm-hmm. where Lale's yeah. still, like, a morally upright celebrity, but, like, it's not journalism because, like, these people, like, Lale just leaves the station and then these fucking people are in charge and they're monsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I wish it, I mean, like, I guess fashion would have been too, like, Devil Wears Prada or whatever, but they could have done, they could have even done, like, I think tech would have been kind of clever because so much of like startup culture is, is just bullshitting. It's celebrities <laughs> and bullshitting. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. True. like that would have been so believable. Uh, and then the obsession with youth, um, that would have been a lot more believable. And like there would have been no pre, you know, pretense about ethics. <laughs> so yeah, journalism's like there's literally human and political consequences for things that journalists do. I like to still believe anyway. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. For sure there are. But I I think I mean it would have been really fun if they had Aslit on the screen and then we could have seen her fuck up cuz he she could she clearly was so nervous that she was going to screw yeah. up like mm-hmm. yeah. And it's such a like br- brusque abrupt transition from like Lale who's like established and you know to no name yeah to this like random 20 year old who like does her facial expression is kind of like i don't give a crap about anything yeah she's also mean to everyone whereas like lala's facial expression is like hi friends like i'm here with real news you know it's kind of like i don't know i i don't think she's established enough to hold on to this show even though we know that the content of this show is the greatest what the fuck of this show, literally. but <laughs> it, it, it would have been so much more... I'm just thinking, like, again, if we had had a backstory for Asla to have shown her in journalism school, like, I don't know, being the head of her class, or even, like, an old, a slightly older Asla character, like, maybe five years older than the character is, like, again, killing it on social media with, like, kind of an as an independent um journalists but like not for a network just like breaking her own news and then she gets an internship like an actual journalism internship not like whatever the hell (laughs) she landed in the show that seemed like I don't even know what the interns were doing um I don't know And and then like her true like colors came out and she was evil or whatever but like at least then she would have had the credibility but yeah it's totally insane like we've talked about multiple times it's totally insane to have her just be picked as the successor like really (laughs) there's nobody else but maybe also the show is such a disgrace now with the coup attempt that maybe there truly wasn't I don't know if that's maybe Maybe. the conclusion we're supposed to draw maybe they don't do news anymore they just do like gossip TMZ (laughs) style reporting completely fabricated by us gossip (laughs) But Goon could have in the Mediterranean and actors. Yeah. <laughs> Goon could have been much more strategic and actually looked for another anchor if she was really that into changing the anchor. Well, slashing. Yeah, yeah they could have gotten someone qualified for sure. Yeah. I think she was just also ticked off that like Kinnan tried to play his little game and I think that hurt her ego and she wasn't willing to let that go, honestly. Everyone could work on letting some things go on this show for sure. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of just bad, bad energy. Um, as you were, you satisfied with the flashbacks that you've been asking for? I mean, I'm glad we got one, but also if we hadn't gotten it, it would have made no difference. Because, <laughs> like, of course she was, of course she's mean to her mom, and of course, like, she lives in 
you know, a not special kind of apartment, like clearly like very, very normal, maybe like lower middle class kind of a setup, like, cause that's how she's act. she carries herself as like someone who uh, believes that she deserves more than she's had in her life for like, I mean, no apparent reason. She just has this like <laughs> intense belief that she should be on a throne. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes sense that she comes from like, I don't, I wouldn't say impoverished, but like, you know, not, not definitely not like high wealth. Um, although she could have also come from high wealth and just been a spoiled brat, I guess, but <laughs> cause that still would have checked out, but no, basically like confirmed very, very high level suspicions about her socioeconomic background and family situation but it's not yeah not sufficient I don't I don't understand why she's so messed up in her brain still <laughs> but I think if she if she would have come from wealth she would have had the connections that Gucci had yeah she, yeah she and it would have been like Gucci, a different yeah. story yeah um yeah. it's just crazy that she like conned her whole existence because we don't yeah. even know if she went to college probably not because like that's true. That's a good point. Because I mean, her, her entire wardrobe is some kind of a fraud too. So, <laughs> sure, her diploma is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad because, like, again, as as Guy mentioned in our previous episode, there's like no depth to her character, which I think is something that would be really interesting. Um, but I think I mean we are now speculating our own theories about her depth. Just yeah. Joe won't give them to us but. right right that's true I mean I feel like the show was uh, lauded on social media and stuff in Turkey for having like two two strong female leads but like at the end of the day they like basically had a cat fight and one chose like Sammy said earlier kind of like to retire at least for the moment as far as we know from her professional life her like stellar career she chose to completely end it um to for a decidedly more domestic life nothing wrong with that that's still valid obviously valid labor and super important um to, but also she has like staff to to do that labor for her so she's just kind of <laughs> at home um and then also it was just like pure evil with no depth or backstory or anything that for us to grasp onto so she's like a caricature that is not i wouldn't call it not a caricature but also her ultimate resolution of her storyline was not I would I would necessarily say it's a hundred percent of you know girl power strong female <laughs> uh, uh it kind of is she definitely had some agency that she she used but um wasn't 100 satisfying and then yeah also is just like barely even a human to the viewers at this point so yeah, I wouldn't say it was it was the strong female leads girl power show that people from watching the trailers thought it was gonna be (laughs) no definitely not girl power um (laughs) definitely more like women trying to tear each other down as hard as they can yes yes and succeeding because asla got what she freaking wanted and lale gave it to her so yeah yeah well and not only that but then we have gude who just like is there for the next best thing and isn't loyal to anyone and then Muge, who again, yeah, like, let me just tear someone down, even though I'm not yeah. gonna get any good result for myself. Let me just like fuck everything up just because I want to hurt this one person who unfortunately has more on screen charisma than I do, which all of it, all of that is already just so ridiculous. 
and like not his puppet master is a man i don't know it's like very like now that, I, now that we're saying all this stuff out loud i'm like is this show misogynistic like <laughs> i think lale was actually quite like a nicely drawn character with depth and work life and home life and everything but a lot of the other stuff was problematic yeah yeah it's just not very um helpful or productive to see like this many women tearing trying to tear each other down um and they're either completely losing their minds like also having a breakdown which plays into all the like two emotional stereotypes um or they're just pure evil um or I guess you've got Nada who's like the one kind of normal person but <laughs> like surrounded by crazies <laughs> yeah although nice to have so many female characters because I feel like a show like this that could too. be like one woman and could just be mad men 20 yeah. men yeah. fighting yeah 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 well we did have the whole whiskey discussion the well. whiskey let's not forget <laughs> We need a little bit more camaraderie, like from the bold type or something like that. Like mm-hmm. we needed a little of like, yeah, hey, we're women. Let's make life. And and I mean, also looking back on the first episodes, and I think if we rewatched now, like the whole setup with like Gul and Kenan and Lale being best friends, like yeah, just also fake and kind of sad. Yes, I don't, I don't think the business world necessarily has to be that way. I think people can be nice and not like just screw everyone over all the time mm-hmm. yeah uh, but the being like not nice and uber competitive and screwing each other over and also like lying and stuff again if they done like a tech startup so believable yeah. <laughs> then they like could journalism. have really done done the same like fake news plot just yeah product yeah totally and then I, I feel like I mean journalism I'm sure I, I mean I don't know firsthand but I'm sure it's very cutthroat or whatever but also there must be some kind of like brothers or sisters in arms kind of a vibe to it because you're like I don't know going after the story and it's really exhausting and the pay is not good most of the time um, and you're and you feel like you're serving a greater good by doing your job I feel like you would at least have some like really strong alliances among the people in the newsroom versus like it seemed like it was every man for himself in this network and it was just brutal and horrible but I don't know maybe that's it that is how it is but again that vibe for me like having been in kind of corporate America is like oh I can definitely see that in like a strictly corporate environment versus like maybe not so much in journalism but I don't know maybe maybe everywhere is depressing <laughs> but if you watch if you watch that Fox News movie that I can't remember like oh every- bombshell yeah and well, yeah like- but that's yeah that's true <laughs> I mean I guess this could be like that this could be, be that kind News. of a network yeah you know yeah. they don't like to talk about the government yeah <laughs> a different context but I feel like it could be true true yeah it could be yeah except Lala is kind of like I don't know. Does she is she like openly feminist? I feel like she says something feminist at some point, but yeah, yeah, I think so. And you know, I liked when Satan like called his girls over and was like, "Don't miss this." When it was like Nada having her moment, he was like, mm-hmm. "Learn." <laughs> it was great.
Um, okay, so for our history section today, we are going to be talking about what our next show is going to be. Um, so we have a couple of options that we've discussed previously that obviously we haven't gotten to yet. So I'm going to go quickly through those. And then we also have some new stuff too. So lots of stuff to choose from. So the first one I have is 50 meters squared. We know that Esgi has watched it. It's pretty good. And, but it's been out for a little bit. Then we've got and it's, the- And it ends in a cliffhanger with no second, there's no second season coming. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I, yeah. yeah that's what yeah. I couldn't remember, okay. Yeah. Um, then we've got the uh, submarine that Kuvanch is on. Um, that's pretty much all I know about that show, but I really want to watch it. The premise <laughs> is that the sun, suddenly there's some like weird killer radiation, well, more killer than UV radiation. We're, sun we're sunscreen people, but like more killer than UV radiation. So people have to be underwater during day the day to uh not die oh, wow. in the sun that's that's the premise there so they're in a submarine okay <laughs> um then we've got para palace which is another period show i think it's like a mystery fantasy kind of thing sci yeah it's sci-fi there's a lot of time travel time travel love it we're good at time travel, as you all know. We are, yes, yes. We love to rip apart the tropes. <laughs> um, then there's Ethos, which came out quite a while ago at this point, but we are interested in watching. Um, and then finally, Uysalar, which I have watched and would definitely not recommend, but we can watch it. It's also a short run, so very easy to do. Um, we also have, uh, I think they translated into English directly, like from Turkish word for word, uh, The Olive Tree, which is like a rom-com roadie kind of show, um, takes place in a nice, uh, beach setting, um, a lot of just like people coupling up and, I don't know, enjoying vacation time <laughs> and being in love. It looks very light and fun. Uh, I don't think there's really like any uh sinister undertone to it i feel like it's just like relationships um so that might be a palate cleanser as well a lot of these could be palate cleansers just because like pedopolis is pretty funny um um it's got some serious elements but it's like mostly just funny um and, and not in like a, oh my god this show's so dumb kind of funny like the protector turned into it was like actually like i laughed at things that were scripted um <laughs> And then Kuvanch is just, mm, what a palate cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> what about the, didn't you say there was going to be a girlfriend show? Like a girlfriend trip or something? That's or what I just, yeah, that was the all oh, tree. Yeah, yeah. That's my vote. <laughs> is that, maybe they translated as another self? Is that it? I don't, I don't know. I'm going to share the link in the chat, but I'm going to mute myself before we hear more. Oh, yes. Another self. Yeah. Is that what, what that is? Oh, it's, my God, it's got tuba in it. Ah! The star Karaparashk. <laughs> tuba Buyukustun, and she's incredible. Yeah, that's, it's got a really good cast. Um, oh, apparently okay, okay, down as the olive tree, but the title translated as another self. Okay. Yeah. Like, no, just one word, another self. I am so in because of Tuba's participation. She's my queen. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with whatever. 
It says it's an emotional drama series. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, good. but I don't I don't <laughs> think there's like any like backstabbing intricacies. I think it's like, oh, love is so complicated. <laughs> People, we're getting older, but I want to love you. Like that kind of stuff. Like not like <laughs> not like, oh, I'm gonna destroy your life. <laughs> There's so many of these like girl trip movies that just turn into like, oh, wait, we accidentally murdered someone on the girl's trip. Like, oh, I don't think that's going to happen, but maybe. <laughs> I don't, I strongly did not get that vibe, but um, there's also on that show, there's the guy from Kudup Chedebi, but like looking, looking fine, like with his better, I don't know, better kempt appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sounds good. I'm in. Another sell. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very in. Famous last words from Sophia. She'll be the number one critic <laughs> next time we talk. I'm always <laughs> the number one critic, but I enjoy Like, it's weird because when you do a podcast about the show, you enjoy it in kind of a different way because you can't really binge it, which is such a... Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of uh, like the protector and uh, as the crow flies nonsense would have been forgiven by binge watching. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And Atia, oh my God, Atia was something else. I <laughs> of Horus, never forget. I don't think binge watching would have helped Atia. Only like serious hard drugs or alcohol would have helped. <laughs> Binging alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just feel for those shows and. I'm going to touch upon another topic of discussion from yesterday, but I feel like that's what happens to shows that open too many storylines. Oh yeah. And like the rings of power. Too many oh. storylines. I love rings of power. It's amazing. <laughs> no free ads, but I'm willing to do it for rings of power. It's great. Um, okay. I still haven't seen it and probably won't. That's my. You country. probably won't. That's okay. I understand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I unfortunately am suffering from streaming overload, um, because every also every streamer has some of my really favorite shows, so I have Drag Race in line, and that's gonna win, obviously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, as it should. They should just make RuPaul do every show. Like Rings of Power should have just been RuPaul. <laughs> I mean, just wait for it. There'll be a, a Rings of Power parody on Drag Race. Oh, totally. Totally there will be. to our favorite and final section which is WTF, Sultan of Success, and Fatima's hit list. So WTF. What and NSFW. Oh and NSFW. Yes. Thank you. Hmm. NSFW planning a coup on your phone. <laughs> that would be yeah. Um kidnapping her phone. Um making people go into work at 3 a.m or whatever time it was um um I don't know. what did the driver tell lale in the car was it like 
ask me, can you something? I don't remember, but I think he just handed her her phone, like her actual phone. Yeah. Oh, she has a work phone. What a privilege! No, no, like the hostage phone. Like I think he somehow like it was given to him maybe, and then he handed it to her because she saw the missed calls in the car from the journalists who walked out. Yeah. Also, didn't they change Volkan's actor? In the past few months, I have, I have no idea. I could that. not identify Volkan in the lineup. I think he was the rude guy who was like, "Oh, you think you're going to be a journalist? Like, you you've never even reported on anything." Like, mm-hmm. I remember that comment, but I don't remember whose mouth it came out of. So it was him. Oh, more what the fucks? Okay, now I saw the house again, and it's so enormous. Oh, we're doing sorry, not safe for work. <laughs> not safe for work is oh no i i said what the fucks i meant not safe for work sorry <laughs> it's late um uh preparing a fake news story at a news station don't do it not even for april fools not funny newsmax but sad i don't have any other other ones to add those are all like excellent and true okay what the fuck I have what the fuck to all the people on the street applauding Lale. Like that was very sweet, but come on. I'm like right I'm like recognizing her from like building like from like multiple stories yeah. up and like yeah. moving cars. It truly okay. seemed like the beginning of a musical number. Yeah, yeah. It was too much. Like I think I think it would have been nice like for the people applauding her at the station. Makes sense. Because yes. you know they're right there. And then even like the little like cement lady like okay like yeah, her window cute. was rolled down that was cute um but like people honking all along the highway and then like at her house like come on <laughs> also <laughs> dangerous driving yeah well and also dangerous to herself because like there's, as there's people that like her there's people that don't like her and it's if it's yeah. so easy to get go near her house that's pretty scary yeah yeah, WTF to like whatever community that gated community that is, or if it's not a gated community, just that in and of itself, <laughs> the, the compound is just exposed. <laughs> also, like, how can there just not have been security camera footage of the entire like physical altercation? Um, and then again, WTF to Yusuf for not just ignoring her and calling an ambulance and the police. Well, and, and WTF to Yusuf for like saving Asla, even though yeah, there. yeah, That's, telling her like, to get out. Yeah, he saved her because, like, I mean, if anyone had found Lale in that condition, I mean, she would have looked really bad. Yeah, that that's totally an arrestable and probably jailable offense. Like that, if that if that if um wanted charges to be pressed, like that's. It was an incredibly vicious fight. Um, and she definitely got a concussion. I mean, clearly it was only a concussion and not something worse, but like the gargling, I thought she was gargling a goner. Was very disturbing. Yeah. Well, and then also WTF that she could cover it up so easily. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. just a scarf or a, a little, yes. Headband. Like what? And then they showed her hands in like the makeup room and they were like literally black. It was like scary. Yeah. 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 Um, I also have what the fuck to her pool. Like who owns a square pool? A square pool. Yeah. It's bizarre. 
Oh, it was square. I thought it was square. like normal rectangle. Yeah, no, no, and it was really deep because, like, when he jumped in, Selim, like, he was completely covered. And as we yeah. remember from the dream sequence, it's the size of the ocean. It's so big, <laughs> and it's got a glass on top. Yeah, and it opens out into a TV. Wait, also, this WTF? She's so when she wakes up, she has curly hair, but then when she went in the pool, her hair never oh. curly in the previous episode i thought well i thought the um i thought the curly hair of her, of her waking up was that time had passed like some weeks or months and she changed her hair but oh. if she didn't have the curly hair then when then when she was jumping in the pool right after that i didn't notice that specifically but i thought the curly hair was just like time has passed and she's more chill again or whatever because she's changing up her hair <laughs> Um, okay, Sultan of Success. I mean, I would put forth both Lala and Asla by the end of the episode. Seems appropriate for the show too. It to does. Do that. Yeah. Although we hate it for we hate it for Asla. Love it for Lade. Love right. it for her. <laughs> also, like I'm sure that Asla's gonna fuck it up. Like yeah. know that she can be good at this job because then I don't know. She lacks the maturity and and it's not believable that Lale was her age when she started. No, no, definitely not. Because when would she have lived in Afghanistan? And right, um, yeah. As Unless it was like one day, and she's like, "I was in Afghanistan." It's like four <laughs> hours layover. <laughs> uh, okay, Fatima's hit list. Asla and Muge Muge actually. Oh my god. Asla Muge Gul. Yeah, the the unholy trinity. Yeah. And the oh, and the sellout interns. Or not interns, sorry, just like low-level staffers. Like, oh, especially oh. the one that's her journalist. Yeah. Sorry, her um assistant. I don't know why I yeah. said journalist. Yeah. That was so, so that girl was so enjoying gross. her job. Yeah. Yeah, so Fatma, you have a big job. That's like, what, 10 people? <laughs> Seven <Yeah>. people. <laughs> Good luck. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We will talk to you guys next time about another self. And congratulations to Lale and Asla, the dual winners of this season, who also represent the light and the dark side of the human psyche. And also watch out to Asla, Muge, Gul, all the shady journalists, Kenan, and anybody else you might think of who was really, really scary and deserved Fatma coming after them on this show. Uh, I hope this show has a season two. I feel like it could be really fun to have evil v. evil rather than good v. evil. And um, we will talk to you guys next time.